It took me a while to figure it out. But just now, as we were all fighting and yelling at each other and each one of us demanding we should go to the bad place, I thought to myself, man, this is torture. And then it hit me. They're never gonna call a train to take us to the bad place. They can't, because we're already here. This is the bad place. <laughs> it's a momentous moment for this podcast my friend today it's our first season finale this is a big deal it is a momentous moment momentarily <laughs> is that what i said a momentous yeah. <laughs> moment what well, is it not is that i guess it's grammatically incorrect but emotionally it just feels is right. it incorrect i think you you know what zach because momentous means moment it's 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 a, redundant but not necessarily incorrect but if it's redundant it is incorrect redundancy is okay welcome to the show everybody it is a big moment for the show because we're here we're at the end of season one we're gonna unpack our really what we're gonna be doing is patting ourselves on the back for that accomplishment but Mm -hmm. we're gonna also unpack the good place season finale and a lot more here on the podcast welcome to into the time knife hi everybody i'm zach i'm steven i'm really glad to see you friend how are you i'm good i'm happy to be here i'm excited to talk about what is one of the I'm, I'm gonna say it zach one of say the it. best season finales of sitcom history it's really hard because it does something that so few can uh-huh truly pull the rug out from under you in a way that we've said many times i'm willing to say way more of the audience never saw coming yeah and it's so clearly laid out for you that whether you already know the twist or not it just makes perfect sense and you can have that realization moment with eleanor Uh, And that makes it one of the most special, unique season finales for a sitcom, certainly. Uh, And and it's really good, and it's funny, and and it sets up the next season, and it ends this one in a way that makes sense as a complete story. It's very, very, very good, and I'm excited to say a lot of nice things about it for the next hour. Me too. I've been, from the moment we knew that this was a show we were doing, I've been excited for this day, Zach. Yes, and... I will be honest, I never thought that going through season one would be a bummer, but I thought it would be waiting for this moment, and it has been kind of. Yeah. But I've found so much more to chew on in the first season, especially knowing how well they've planted these seeds without you really noticing, unless you're there to look for them. Yeah, and, and it's funny how, sure, obvious it is after you've seen it a few mm-hmm. times, but the first time watching, I... And I've said this before, and I think you would agree, I genuinely had no idea mm-hmm. that this was where yeah. it was going. And I think that it's it's so brilliant and so unexpected and delivered so well. And it could have been botched. There's a couple moments that if the writing and the performances were worse, it wouldn't have worked. But because of the strong team behind I this, completely it agree. nails it. Knocks it out of the park. Well, we're going to get into that, but let's start off by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's a new month as we're recording this, so I want to say thank you to all of our patrons for renewing for this month. And our $10 and up patrons that we'll shout out are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh, people that I quite like. Mm-hmm. One of them's your soulmate. Yes. And it changes every week, so it's anyone's guess which. <laughs> 
Lil has mentioned a couple of times how out of body experience it is to hear themselves mentioned by listeners of the podcast in emails to us on the podcast. Yeah. That's weird. And it makes me They're have part one of, of those moments now. of people know a lot about us and mm-hmm. I am very detached from that sometimes. So thank you and I'm sorry, all of our patrons. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a good time because this April, this current month, we're going to be beginning our new weekly Patreon podcast where we're going to be unpacking all the highs and lows of that 70s show nice. as the start of a pitch to go through the 70s, 80s, and 90s with that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts April 20th on 420, as does a second weekly free podcast that we're putting out every single week beginning on 420. That's Brokeback Bebop, our Cowboy bow, Bebop bow, rewatch bow, podcast. Bow, 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 it's outrageous, bow, it's fun, bow, bow, and bow. it, it got me into a show that i had never watched before so if you like either that 70s show or brokeback bebop it's a good time to hop onto the patreon or brokeback bebop it'll be free for you to just yeah. check out and if you if you if you want all of bebop laid out yeah. in front of you patreon it up every episode of brokeback bebop is already on patreon so if you want to hear all 40 episodes you can hear it at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast but that's boring enough of that let's talk <laughs> about ourselves how was your week it's been good. I, I've been taking, you know, this last week, I've got an opportunity to get into some more things that I like to do. I, I am out of my super busy season at work for That's at least nice. the next couple of weeks. So I got to catch up on some manga, catch up on some anime, uh, been playing the shit out of the Resident Evil 4 remake, which okay. is out, and it is incredible. I don't know if you've ever played a Resident Evil game, Zach, no. but... but Basically, in the video game world, Resident Evil 4, which came out like 18 years ago, but it, mm-hmm. it, it was like a trendsetter, the first like over-the-shoulder, third-person like shooter game. Okay. And they completely remade it from the ground up. It Whoa. fixed a bunch of things, made it better. It's beautiful. It's super fun, scary. That's cool. I like to play it like pitch black 1 a.m. with like headphones turned way up so that I like, <laughs> I get I get real scared, but it's so fun. You're truly terrified. Truly terrified. You know what game I would love to see get made from the ground up like that mm-hmm. today as soon as possible? I think it would sell like hotcakes. They should remake The Simpsons Hit and Run. Absolutely. That's a super great game. It's an incredible game. For being just like a copy of Grand Theft Auto with Simpsons characters, yeah. it's so fun and so engaging. And it's been a while since there's been a Simpsons game, and I think they should do it. You know what, Zach? I wonder, and I'm, and I would bet money that there is. Wonder away. If there's a mod for Grand Theft Auto that turns to turn it them into, into Simpsons characters, yeah, that'd I be think fun that would make it a lot darker. Mm-hmm. If like what Mod <laughs> Flanders is a prostitute that, that Bart well, is you don't trying need a to mod shoot. For that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I had kind of a, a whirlwind of a week, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, on the good side, I was in a short play like uh, this. Every year in the town where I'm at, Anderson, Indiana, there's a theater that puts on four locally written short one-act plays, and I was in one of those, and it was really fun because I you did the Daniel Radcliffe one where you're years. naked with a horse. Yes, I was. I was the horse. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great pleasure to to work with Mr. Radcliffe. <laughs> that was fun. I hadn't gotten on stage in a long time, and it, it just takes doing it to remind myself that I really have fun up there. And I guess maybe a trigger warning on the other hand of it. My grandmother passed away this week, which uh, feeling good about, like I told Stephen before we started recording, it's mainly just, I don't know, relieving a lot of childhood memories. And now they're important to me in a different way. And I can reflect on them in a different way and see how 
imperative and important those memories were when I was a kid. Um, but of course, it's coupled with all kinds of weird universe feelings, family mm-hmm. feelings. So it's been a week for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that, but that's my week. <laughs> nice. Well, I've been reading nice. about the octopus. Uh-huh. Ma- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you've caught up on a lot of manga, though. Let's lighten the load. Let's let me get a load off real quick. Uh, what's the best thing? Best thing I read was the most recent physical volume of Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. I've talked about that show and manga mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Best romantic comedy I've ever consumed media-wise. Better it's... than my super ex-girlfriend starring Uma Thurman. Yes. <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah. Must be some uh, pretty hot shit. It's incredible. It's so good. Watching-wise, this spring anime season is, is getting started this week, so I'll talk more about that next week, but I did watch a highly anticipated show that I do have a few volumes of the manga of. It's called Hell's Paradise, mm-hmm. and it's, it's Gordon pretty Ramsay. cool so far. I'm yeah, familiar. exactly. Gordon Ramsay, he's a ninja. <laughs> he's got a wife with a burn on her face. I would and watch he's that. like, gotta get her back. Yeah. There's lots of lamb sauce. Let's get into the good place, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, we're talking about the season one finale, Michael's Gambit, the 13th episode of the first season. A big, monumentous episode of the show, of sitcom television. This is the game changer, people. Without this episode, The Good Place would have been a very different show without Mm -hmm. this twist. It would have been an interesting show about life in the afterlife, but because of this twist, it becomes a gripping, story-driven drama comedy mystery it because it it just breaks everything open to create this new much larger world for us and i can't wait to dive into this episode and to dive into season two i'm also very excited for that yeah i'm really looking forward to getting to unpack this this bad boy this episode michael's gambit it was directed by michael Schur, the creator of the series elsewhere in this series he directs the episode somewhere else pandemonium and whenever you're ready parts one and two those are the season finales for seasons two three and four he directs all of them and outside of this his directing career includes eight episodes of parks and rec which he created two episodes of brooklyn 99 which he also created and one episode of single parents which was the creator of new girls follow-up to new girl it starred taryn killam nice it was okay and this episode was written by Michael Schur, the creator hey. of The Good Place. Elsewhere in the series, he wrote the first episode, Everything is Fine. And in the future, he writes the episodes somewhere else, Everything is Bonzer, Part 1, with Jin Statsky, and the series finale, Whenever You're Ready, Parts 1 and 2. Um, and outside of this, his writing career includes 138 episodes of Saturday Night Live, 10 episodes of The Office, 18 episodes of Parks and Rec, 2 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and more recently, one episode of a show that he helped create called Rutherford Falls. Nice. He also played Moe's on The Office. Very true. This episode originally aired along with last week's episode, Mindy St. Clair, on January 19th, 2017. And now it's time for something I'm as excited about. In addition to talking about the episode, I cannot wait to see what Steven's going to do this week as he recaps this episode for us in 20 seconds. You ready? Yeah. All right, everyone. It's time to find out, did Steven watch the episode episode this week? This week. Where'd that one come from? Back to basics. You know, started a little evil, but then it ended up more dramatic. We got a YouTube comment about the episode that came out today of someone who is very enthusiastic about 
finding out how you're going to repeat it back every week. Wow. There you go. So we'll see how the back This one's for you, worked. user 7513902. I'm glad I didn't tell you that before you said it because that would have really irked your potential, mm-hmm. right? That would have yeah. messed you up, would have. thrown you off. <sighs> You've got 20 seconds. I'm bringing up the clock. How do you think you're going to do? This is a big one. I don't know. I was thinking about it last night, this morning, whatever you want to call it, and I I was like, you know, I think that I can get the gist, but I don't yeah. know. It depends on what you're looking for. You know, it depends. All depends on on what the great the great ears of of the Zach are are beckoning for today. What's gonna wet your whistle the mm-hmm. the the wettest? You know. Well, obviously. I would like for you to get the full story of the episode. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the pieces specifically you'd like to hear? Yeah. Okay. So if you just say, <laughs> and also, of course, the end is justifying the means of this episode. So uh-huh. to what extent you you portray what's going on cosmically in this episode mm-hmm. could overlook some of the details that you miss. You've got 20 uh-huh. seconds on the clock. I'm not going to give you any more cheat codes. No mm-hmm. down, down, up, up, left, right, trigger. Ooh. Twist Talk the dirty to me. twiddle stick. Ooh, twiddle um, my stick. Um, wave four fingers to your Xbox Connect. It's time <laughs> to go. 20 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. The gang has half an hour to decide which two of them are going to the bad place. After a bunch of deliberation and fighting, Eleanor discovers and comes to the realization that they are in the bad place. Michael's been orchestrating this the whole time. We find out that he did an experiment to see if he could get four humans to torture each other, and it was working until now. So now he's going to reset them into doing it all over again and try and separate them to it. You were doing so well if you had just been able to get that it, they do get reset, the Janet note, and uh-huh. L, and like that we revisit the beginning of the pilot. Mm-hmm. But, so close. So close. Ugh. Which, that, that is pretty important with the direction that you took. Mm-hmm. That part is, so that does take your score down. But outside of that, I think you did, quality-wise, the best you've ever done on one of these. Yeah. So that's where my dilemma lies because it can't be an A or the rare A plus, but it's an A minus. It's an enthusiastic A minus because it should be an A because you should have been able to get like two more details at the end. Yeah. If I just, I, I like restated something once and that's the time yeah. that I needed to get that perfect score. If mm-hmm. you, it, that would have been A plus, the very, very rare A plus worthy. So very good job. Thank very you. Good. Speaking Let's, of A plus, I think this is an A plus episode, Zach. I think so too. I because it's what we do here. I'll make a few, yeah, counter little teeny tiny mm-hmm. counterpoints to that. But of course, this is an excellent, outstanding standout episode of a show that is that all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's do some trivia. This was a hard episode to come up with questions because I was so wrapped up in it. Yeah, every time I watched it. So uh, I'm gonna so say I Zach. I put in some extra effort into this. I have ten this week. Absolutely, give me like two at a time. Okay, what does the I'm placard excited. on Michael's desk say? Oh, no, I know for a fact that the video quality on my DVD was, it was blurry in that mm-hmm. part. Because my thought was it probably says something that implies it's the bad place and it's been blurred so I can't read it on purpose. But apparently you could read what it well, said. Well, I'll no say idea. they show it twice. Once at the very beginning and they show it again. I in know. Like really poorly done CGI that's super crystal clear. Maybe well, I did for miss me that, but Netflix. I feel like I saw it a couple of times and it was blurry because mm-hmm. I wanted to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But you tell me, what did it say? It says, you don't have to be immortal to work here, but it helps. 
Oh, so it doesn't really it give doesn't away really give it away. That's no. cute. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Give me another. Okay, what does Jason describe as the morality of an action being solely judged by its consequences? Oh no. Because that's the moment when he has a smart moment, and mm-hmm. geez, like the one time you get it right. Consequentialism? I'm going to give it to you. Basic cool. consequentialism. Nice, nice job. Hit me, I Jack. had to pull it out. What matter is in each coffee pitcher? Uh, regular and is in the black handle, and antimatter is in the orange. Yeah, and there's an added detail later but in the scene. But it's vanilla antimatter. Very close. French vanilla. French vanilla antimatter. antimatter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Two more. What can Jason do in the good place but not on Earth? Make fart noises with his hands. Yeah. And then how long did Michael predict he could keep the ruse going? I am so confident that I'm like second guessing myself on whether it's a thousand or ten thousand. Say the one that you believe in. I'm going to say a thousand. You're right. It's a thousand. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. What does Michael break after Eleanor figures it out? Um, there's a little, like, turquoise, like, little vase with a flower in it or something. I put a potted plant. Yeah, Yeah. potted plant. Um, how long did Sean think that Michael could do the experiment? If he was lucky. Six Six months. months. You got it. And then how many steps did Michael's plan have? That's one of my questions. 14 million. Yeah, that's really funny. I just have one more question then. Yeah, lay it on me. In the good place, how are you going to feel all the time? End of the episode. Like... You feel when a, oh, what are the animals in this one? Is it's it a tiger and a monkey become really friends? Really close. That's not the wording. Uh, A tiger and a baby chimpanzee. <laughs> so close. It's a chimpanzee and a baby tiger. Oh, close, close, You put close, baby close. on the chimpanzee. I did really good job. chimpanzee. You've got, what, four questions I'm gonna, I'm going to rapid fire him to ready. you. How much money does Jason think Tahani raised for charity and how much did she actually? Like a thousand, and she says like sixty billion. Sixty billion is that sixty correct? billion? You're it's correct. A shit ton of dollars. Why does Cheedy think he ended up in the bad place? Because one time he wrote a paper about how almonds are bad, but he puts almond milk in his coffee. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest freaking thing. Um, what does the wall say when Eleanor resets? Welcome, everything is great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, and last one. Where is Eleanor's new soulmate from? From. New Jersey, does he say mm-hmm. a town? He does say a town. I don't know if this is a New Jersey town. This is what my brain tells me to say. Southport. Ooh, no. I'm going to give you at least three-fourths credit, sure. though, because New Jersey. T-neck New Jersey. <laughs> no, I didn't get that. <laughs> Got anybody, any listeners from T-neck New Jersey? We're sorry. Or from nearby T-neck New Jersey? Write us in. Come on the yeah. show. We'll do Tell a us why the fuck interview. it's named T-neck. <laughs> Good job, Steven. Good questions. Thank you. Good good answers, Zach. Thank we you. do have some questions from oh. a, a listener. Great. Friend, patron, lover. life partner of mine. Yeah, love lover. Um, Danny writes in to say, hi, hi. Hello. Oh my gosh, this episode is the absolute best. It was yes. a bit tough for me to find questions, but yeah. maybe because I was super invested in watching all the details and watching everyone's reactions, so I couldn't focus very well. Anyway, Ted Danson is a genius. Here are my not-so-great <laughs> questions. All right, here they are. What is the lava monster's name? Is It, it was like Todd or something, right? Todd sounds right. In. Yeah. It was not what I thought it was, but it was Todd. Yeah. What did you think it was? I don't know, like Marvin or something. Okay. I don't know. So you, wait, sorry. What you're saying when you saw the lava monster, you thought, oh, it's classic good place <laughs> yeah. character Marvin. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> um, how many times does Jason celebrate that he's staying in the good place? That was a really funny bit. Well, that could be a tough question because he and Janet kiss like three times, mm-hmm. but he might celebrate one other time earlier. Yeah, I'll go with four. Four sounds I right. I think in four my is my guess as well. Um, let's see. When do Chidi and Tahani take their fedoras off? Oh shit! I wasn't well. Would it be does very... your cut of this episode have fedoras at all? Did Danny watch a different cut of the episode than you? Because yours had the first scene that mine had well, last so, week. So, so my episode started with Michael has his like flashback. The very beginning is the flashback. Yeah, and then so, like it mine shows has... Sean saying again, pick two, thirty minutes, go. And mine has scene from last week. Mm-hmm. Michael flashback, then that scene. Mm. So what I'm going to say, when, when do they take their fedoras off? I don't when, know. I, I don't, don't know. I don't have a guess. I have no, I, no idea. It's a toughie. What was the title page in the on the page that Eleanor writes on? What, what we, we owe to what each we other. Owe to each other. Mm-hmm. And then where is Chris Baker from? Chris Baker is from... Teaneck, New Jersey. Teaneck, New Jersey. Let's see. Lava Monster's name is Todd. Nice. Jason celebrates three times. I think maybe it's possible she's just counting those three kisses. That they kiss, possibly. It's a tough question. The answer to the, the fedora one was when Eleanor explains to the group, the first time, why her and Jason should go to the bad place. Mm-hmm. That tracks. And then what we owe to each other, and then Teaneck, New Jersey. Big hugs, Danny. Also, first time Danny's ever given answers to her questions. Looky there. That's very helpful, because I was curious yeah. on some of those yeah, answers. Yeah, thank you. Big hugs, Danny. Big, Big love hugs. to you. Thank you for listening and watching. And Appropriate love size yeah. to her. Yeah. If you, you want to be a it... part of these episodes, it's actually a good time because we're going to be recording the first episode of season two on April 17th. So if you're listening to this, you can send in your trivia questions and your good place, bad place determinations into timenifepod at gmail.com by April 17th, the afternoon of April 17th. So write us in. Do if you're it. listening to the show and you haven't told us your thoughts or you haven't written into us, I want to know what you're thinking when you're listening to us ramble. If it's that you're enraged, tell us. Yeah. Pick pick those we bones with it. us. Let's you're get okay. into this magnum opus of a season one finale for a show. How far we've come in these 13 episodes and how all of a sudden the end has, it has been made clear to us the whole time. Yeah, right? and I think, Zach, this is the official... End of spoiler talk. Unless in the future something comes up. Like if you want to talk about the end of the series in the future. Sure. But for the most part, episode to episode, having to tiptoe around. Because we had a lot of conversations when starting this podcast on what Mm -hmm. we were and were not going to say. And now we can say it. They're in the bad place. They're in the bad place. figured it out. They've been in the bad place all along, and if you've been skipping our spoiler talks at the end of a lot of these episodes, the signs have been clear that Mm -hmm. they're tortured, and they're torturing each other, and sure, it's the good place, and like Janet being able to do whatever you ask is nice, but how many things that they're doing and getting to do are actually pleasurable at all? Most of them are not. Everything's gone bad for at least three of them every time. Yeah. What do you think watching this episode? How does it play for you as an audience member who does know where this is going long before? How does it work? I'm always surprised with how early in the episode Eleanor discovers it. But I think it's to the episode's benefit. If they just ended the season with that, it would have been so much less enthralling than getting a little bit of explanation, getting to see the flashbacks of 
Michael orchestrating bad things to happen to them, getting to see the reset at the end. I think it all plays perfectly for me, and it makes me so excited. It was so hard not to watch the first episode of season sure. two because I I remember that feeling that I had the first time seeing this, the surprise, the excitement, mm-hmm. the like, holy shit, did a sitcom, a network sitcom just get me? That never yes, happened. and it did. They and did it's... get us. And I think you're right. It, that big reveal is what this episode is known for, for good reason. But it's not the only big reveal of the episode because I no. think the moment where Michael says, you know what? Yeah, when I do this next time, I'm going <laughs> to do this. And so nonchalantly and – that's like another rug pulled of it yeah. doesn't matter what they know or what they figured out. They are chess pieces in Michael's game, the Queen's Gambit, Michael's Gambit. It's mm-hmm. all chess related, uh, you, but that's all they are. They're just pawns in this this labyrinth that they've been placed into, not by their own design. And truly, who of us is not? Um, uh, also, I'd uh, like to uh, officially start a petition. Stepping all over it. Yeah, for, petition it up. Uh, Ted Danson to remake the Queen of Cotway, but he plays the little African girl that's really good at chess. I don't know that film. Ah, you only saw the Queen's Gambit. The white. I haven't chess seen show. the Queen's Gambit. I've just heard it's about chess. Okay. Mm. I've never played a game of chess in my goddamn life. You weren't life. in chess club in elementary school. No. Well, I went to a Christian school. We were taught to be very cautious when dealing with any games. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. Let's talk it through. Let's unpack it. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that there's a lot to unpack, so let's do yeah. it. I'm going to give a little recap of the end of last week because I got that scene first. Mm-hmm. Sean doesn't know who should be sent to the bad place because on one hand, the timeline he gave ended. So Chidi and Tahani should go to the bad place. But on the other hand, as we discussed last week, Eleanor and Jason are the ones who did the thing and they are also here. So they should go. But if he does that, he's undone the other like solid thing. And it, he's very confused, Sean. And... We can talk about the whole episode from the perspective of how at first not clearly and then all of a sudden very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like clockwork, all of the, well, what about this and what about this and yeah. maybe this? It's it's just one after the other. It's perfect. I really like uh, and relate to Sean's line that I just want to go to my container of goo and go back to sleep. Don't <laughs> I feel that all the time. I'm a Yeah, that's boy. how I live every day. Just waiting to get back in my goo. So he doesn't care which two of them go to the bad place. They have to decide which two within 30 minutes. And Sean is in charge of this good place for the next 30 minutes. And he wants to make some changes to Michael's frozen yogurt. Ah, that wasn't in my episode. No. No. Michael's like, don't I have a say in this? And Sean says, no, for the next 30 minutes, I'm in charge. And I have a couple of ideas. First, I want to change the frozen yogurt menu. That's where it started. (laughs) Nice. No, I didn't have that line. So then we get the Michael flashback. And... These flashbacks in hindsight are so great because they are kind of old time newspapery feeling. Yeah. But then once you know that they're in a bad place office. It makes so much more sense. The antimatter thing is mm-hmm. a little telling. Yeah, I think that's really well, great. Well, I think the watching it this time, the mm-hmm. biggest hint that I saw in this episode was when Michael his kind of thing, oh, good. Like that sort of thing makes Mm -hmm. so much sense when you know, but in Mm -hmm. the moment you wouldn't think anything of it. You wouldn't think of him putting good place in parentheses and like naming it that like, Mm -hmm. well, it's a good place. Of course it's written on the blueprint. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I really liked the juxtaposition of how Dave, this guy that walks up to give Michael the news that he's going to be uh, promoted. He's this really young kid. Yeah. 
We've got a Santa Claus situation. Michael's like this fresh faced, like I've been an apprentice for so long. I just thought it was really cute that yeah, that this Great kid is like you've done your time stuff out. What do you say? Great world building and like filling stuff out. I think that's great. Absolutely. Well, because soon we're going to be filling in the world of the bad place a lot more. So mm-hmm. we start to get that here. Um, he's handed the folder for his assignment for neighborhood one two three five eight W. Props to neither of us asking that as a trivia question. I didn't ask it because I know you know it. And I'm I do now. Didn't, I did a few episodes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael's really excited and he knows that he'll do a great job. Um, he's really enthusiastic, which is nice. And that's this flashback. That's where it leaves us. We're still in a place where hopeful, good, goofy, uh, happy-go-lucky, well-natured Michael is on display. Yeah. As far as we know. That and, and Michael's stress now. That's true. He's got. He's like, this is the worst day ever. It's like he's the president of the United States and he's aged 18 years. <laughs> yeah, that that cuts from like him being excited to like just the like death in his eyes. Well, it does. Yeah, yeah it cuts so to good. him currently frazzled. He's deeply sorry. This it was his fault. He they're all suffering, he says, because of him. It was his mistake. And I really like the this is the saddest day of my life. And we get the clown <laughs> doors and the noise close again. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Danson is so good in this episode in his mm-hmm. big moments and in his small moments did he get nominated for any emmys for this show i can't speak to it i'm not sure zach's got an nda i'm he not allowed I, can, I by law cannot talk about whether or not Ted <laughs> very publicly received an award for this show can't can't bring it up uh <laughs> Eleanor immediately jumps into the situation, and obviously she and Jason should go to the bad place and pay for their choices. And Eleanor didn't really expect it, but Chidi and Tahani are like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. <yep>. That makes <laughs> sense. But of course, Jason, and I kind of get it for the first time, mm-hmm. Jason has like a life and a family that he's building yeah. here in the good place. So he wants to look at it ethnically. Um, one of the only <laughs> things I would line. complain about this episode, if I was going to, is I think it brings up a couple lines from earlier in the season a few too many times. Like Jason saying ethnically, and Chidi's like, I hope this is the last time I have to say that. Or later when Chidi says, I'm vexed, vexed. That's, that's a line that we've gotten before. It's a funny line. I, like I don't it. think I had the vexed, vexed in mind. He says it to Tahani when Tahani is professing love to him. Yeah, I when in mine, when she brings it up, he's like, Please don't ask me that. And just like. Hmm. They, I mean, I had that too, but then the scene continues. Well, maybe uh, they had that thought themselves that we've mm-hmm. got too many callbacks. Maybe, maybe. Tahani and Chidi, according to Jason, when he has his smart moment, uh, kind of, he feels <laughs> like if they're bad the, and Tahani and Chidi helped them, they're bad too. They did a bad mm-hmm. thing by helping bad people. And Jason just tried to stay out of everybody's way, which is kind it's of true. true. Even though he's a chaotic dude, I feel like he caused the least active chaos within the neighborhood. Yeah, he was playing along. He was being silent during the day and then he had his butthole. And the back and forth of him and Chidi when he's like, and you killed Janet. You killed my wife. You killed my wife. (laughs) And he's like, I only did it to stop you from doing it. (laughs) But you did it. Which he's got a point. Killed Janet. Exactly. Jason makes some pretty good points here. Jason, I feel if we did a traditional like MVP of the episode, there's an argument for Jason just because of how funny he is. Absolutely. Even like right after when he's like, Stop calling me Jianyu. I'm not Jianyu, the amazing, incredible monk. I am Jason. <laughs> Manny Jacinto is just it's so funny. So good. I think he really shines when he can be around everyone because he plays the comedic relief in a show where the cast is all really funny so well. 
and the way he cuts in because it's so honest and it's like everything yeah. he says he means it's not like he's trying to make jokes yeah he's just which is what makes it funny it's so funny tahani snaps back at jason here which is kind of nice to see because mm-hmm. jason did put tahani through some grief she's felt really yeah. alone and a lot of that is how he handled the situation and he questions jason's marriage to janet not even being real and even though jason's like it is real it is real janet's like it is not <laughs> but it's very real to them and it's important yeah. and their love is clear at this point mm-hmm. eleanor takes jason to the to the side and says you know face it we're both worse people than tahani and chidi um uh the, we just need to go to the bad place it's the right thing to do but obviously jason wants to stay this is the only place he's ever been able to make farty sounds with his hands it's it true. is truly the good place <laughs> meanwhile did you have the line so it cuts back to Tahani and Chidi talking about them talking about them. And and Tahani says they're like two beef eaters on a tea break. Yeah. What does that mean? <sighs> beef eaters is a gin. Is beef eaters like a club, like a Shriners thing? Or is it just people who eat beef? I don't know. I, I truly didn't get that one. I was like. <laughs> Very Tahani. You know, you're like, yeah. okay, Tahani. Like me, I'm not in that lifestyle. I've never raised sixty billion dollars. You don't for question charity. it. Yeah. Tahani questions if Chidi has emotions for Eleanor, and Chidi has a really funny line of just being so directly himself in reacting mm-hmm. to all of these issues being brought to him. This is where, for me, he said, that, "I'm vexed, Tahani. Vexed." Uh, Tahani is, feels bad because she doesn't have a soulmate. She still has feelings for Chidi, and if eleanor and jason leave it'll be cheaty and real eleanor and her just by herself and that's a yeah. sad thought so eleanor and jason come back to the main room and jason is reluctantly agreed to go with eleanor i thought it was funny and a little cute when jason says bye tahani thanks for everything after i'm gone you can go ahead and clean my butthole yeah and that was really like, funny thank line. you <laughs> <laughs> And also, just Jason has cute moments all over the place because his goodbye to Janet, it's like, come and visit me all the time. I will not. It's literally impossible <laughs> literally for me impossible. to do that. <laughs> the first time I watched this episode for this podcast, then the goodbye that Chidi and Eleanor have, it yeah. made me tear up. I legitimately teared up at it. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Well, it's been real, dog. Sorry, that's how I ended most of my serious relationships. Yeah, that checks out. I feel like I failed you. No. Don't ever think that. I was dropped into a cave. And you were my flashlight. It's so corny, lovey-dovey talk, but we've seen these characters in their relationship go through so much, and not just exactly romantic stuff either. They've experienced a lot together, they've suffered together, they've celebrated together, and this potential split up, this cosmic split up that they might be going through, it has real weight to it at this point. Well, and I think that, you know, anytime that you care about someone and you see growth in them, that's such a euphoric feeling that you can only really feel if you truly care and have love for somebody to see them like grow as a person is a really beautiful thing and they got to share that together let alone when and now it's not usually like an afterlife situation like this Mm -hmm. but when you're saying you know that you're saying goodbye to someone as they go off to like the next better thing yeah and you had a place in that and you're proud of them but you're also Mm -hmm. like a little sad that you're here and they're leaving yeah, um, it's a, even though it, it has so many layers of weird afterlife nonsense attached <laughs> to it, it, it's a human moment. 
It's very yeah. nice. Tahani and Eleanor also share a goodbye. Another towering Tahani comment and a hug between mm-hmm. the two. Sexy skyscraper. That's true. And she mm-hmm. is. Is yeah. she not? Totally. I thought it was funny how Tahani just kind of pushes Chidi out of the way when they're having a nice hug. Eleanor and Chidi just pushes mm-hmm. him out of the way and hugs Eleanor. <laughs> just as Eleanor is ready to grab Michael, and this is so telling, uh, knowing the rest of the episode, like just as she's like, okay, let's get Michael. We know it's me and Jason. Real Eleanor comes in to announce that she's decided she'll be one of the two people that goes to the bad place. How does she know about it if this is real? She exactly. wasn't there. She wasn't there. And Chidi goes, what? And Jason goes, awesome. <laughs> when she says, I'm going to be one of the people. <laughs> Jason's just vibes this entire episode, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. He's like, cool, I can stay with my wife. Real Eleanor feels like she's kind of made a place for herself in the bad place already. She's built a rapport with the demons. And more importantly than that, she can't live here in the good place with the soulmate that doesn't love her. Doesn't love her. Which just makes Chidi feel terrible because does he love her? He doesn't know. Maybe, but does he love her because she's going to the bad place? If if he doesn't, it's it's very complicated and twisting up Chidi and we don't have to cover it up anymore because it's just torture and they're just going in circles and they would have done it for a thousand years had Eleanor not put it together here shortly. Exactly. She set on going. They only have to choose one more person. She literally is like... I'm going. That's it. You have to choose one more person. Turns around and leaves. Yep, the bye room. bye. And then leaves. That's the end of her scene. End scene. And Jason, I thought this was like the funniest cut to commercial and then cut back from commercial. Jason mm-hmm. says, I, it means I get to stay here with my wife forever. We did it, Eleanor, and starts chanting USA. 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 And then U- after the commercial, <laughs> it comes back to him chanting USA. USA. Oh, that's really funny. I thought that was really funny. He's really excited, and Eleanor, of course, isn't because she'll still have to go, and she yeah. says that. And Jason's not bothered. He's like, no, I'll he's get like, to stay. Yeah. And she's like, you've got a point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we get a really interesting scene. Behind the clown wall, Michael and Sean are alone together, mm-hmm. and this is the first time we've seen characters only that are in on the ruse alone together, together talking normally. And they do talk normally, but it's so smart because of the way this is written. You don't quite know mm-hmm. the context yet. Because Sean says, after saying that Chidi's a terrible writer because he's been reading Chidi's manuscript, yeah. Sean mentions that no matter what they decide, I'm sure you'll be in pretty hot water with your boss. Maybe retirement is on the table. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like we think no matter who they send to the bad place, you're in trouble for this. It's more... No matter what they decide to keep this thing going, clearly it's spinning and running out yeah. of steam. And I think you're going to be in trouble well, for this, like I and said. And Sean kind of pointed, he's like, like with your boss, like, what do I know? I'm only the all-seeing judge. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that. And I think that's really pointed to it. And, yeah. and, and it's like a little you know, tongue-in-cheek nod. He's like, I'm still your boss. And yeah. I'm the one in like, I'm saying these words. Just but because I'm playing along. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good scene. And it... Is a really fun one to watch knowing what's coming really soon. We get another Michael flashback. This is when he's working on his design. And I think this is when the antimatter and regular mm-hmm. matter jokes are. And he starts to talk about how he is frustrated that in their line of work, they build these neighborhoods, they craft these experiences for the humans that have just died, and then they leave and it plays out without them. Michael, at this point, in a way that we still think is endearing because he appreciates humans and is interested in them, he wants to be a part of it. He says, we never even get to be there to see how fun it is, which is so (laughs) insidious. But at this point, we're like, they're in the good place. We don't get to see how fun it is. I want to be a part of that and share in that with these people. 
the girl that's talking to him, who was uh, uh, Tom Haverford's like green card wife in Parks and Rec. Nice. Uh, she says the words "a good job," which sets off the light bulb moment mm-hmm. for for Michael. The first of a lot of light bulb moments in this episode, and he comes up with his grand idea. We see as he starts writing out the neighborhood number in quotation marks, the <laughs> good place, a bold new plan. And his look, he smiles here, and it's a, a glimpse of that evil, ominous smile. But we just don't know it yet. Yeah, so good. Back in the present. Inside the time knife, Eleanor will go to the bad place. This is where we just get one of the most classic comedy writing moments of this happens, then he says this, then this happens, then he says this. So Mm -hmm. Eleanor will go to the bad place. Yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. (laughs) Chidi will go to the bad place. He did this to the real Eleanor, sending her to the bad place. Yeah. Uh, And she said, I love her and I'm not sure. And someone says, do you? And Chidi says really plainly, I don't know. Don't ask me that. Stomach ache. (laughs) And then another, yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. Kiss. (laughs) Then Tahani is going to go. She's going to replace real Eleanor so Chidi won't be alone. Yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. (laughs) She believes that her her love with Chidi will keep them through the bad place. She thinks that they should be together and that they could be happy in the bad place together. (laughs) Tahani's so scared of being alone that she'll go to the bad place just to be with somebody. Eleanor's right. like, this is not some kind of couples retreat. And if it is, Janet and I would yeah, like, would to, like go. to go. Yes, we would. <laughs> and this is when we get the moment. They're all just – this starts as a perfect bit of comedy writing, but then it becomes just overlapped yelling over one another. I liked the – when you hear, that's enough out of you, robot lover. That's racist, not a robot. And then they all start yelling over each other. And my thought during this sequence before Eleanor starts her reveal is what is Janet yelling? She's also Janet, one of so the when people you, like, yelling the over lips, one another. Janet's like basically explaining that that she's not a robot and like what <laughs> that's it means, awesome, which is so funny. I couldn't separate it from everything else, and mm-hmm. I was, what is she going on about? <laughs> but this is the moment Eleanor's figured it out, and my God, we said how many times that Ted Danson is great in this episode. Chills, but Kristen Bell through this whole like next two minutes, chills the whole time. And this is one of those moments that you're right if the writing and performance hadn't been so good because it's like all of a sudden I get it all. And mm-hmm. on a worse show, you'd be like, no, they didn't. They're just yeah, getting it earned. all of a sudden because it's the point of the story. It is very earned while also be- still feeling spontaneous. Yeah. And it's incredible. She's figured it out. She calls Michael and Sean. This whole sequence is so good before you totally know the bad place thing yeah. yet. Is everything okay? Right as rain, Mikey, my boy. So, uh, Chidi and I are gonna go to the bad place. What? Trust me, I've got this. That's our decision. Let's hit it. What about real Ellen? No, it's me and Chidi. Call the train. Point of order. I don't accept this offer. The real mistakes were Jason and Ellen. Ga, 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 ga. You said any two of us. It's me and Chidi. Let's do it to it. Michael! I just found an obscure precedent in the rules that might just save everyone. Buzz off, Bomba John. Don't need it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ready when you are, boss. (laughs) He shows up. I found this new rule. Maybe everyone can stay. (laughs) Save it, Bomba John. No, we don't (laughs) need it. We're good. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know how to say it, but just say the great things that, that Kristen Bell says Eleanor here, where she's been thinking to herself as everyone's yelling at each other that, man, this is torture. Mm-hmm. And then it hit her that it is. 
There's no train coming. There can't be a train coming. There's nowhere to go. They're there. They're in the bad place. Mm-hmm. And then is everything silent and you just watch to see how Michael is going to react. It pans in on him. The music takes a turn and he does that. <laughs> like this i can't do it this. but it's not so much evil so laugh in a comical way it's like i think this is funny kind of like yeah it's a laugh there's it's a... like so twisted and mm-hmm. sinister it's like just dark like it's he's he's getting joy from this it's it's terrifying like it, it truly terrifying. sent like shivers up my spine and it's ted danson and he looks so presentable and that was the whole point mm-hmm so good. Uh, the other thing I would say about this episode is now that I know what happens, now that I've seen every episode of the show, this rest, this sequence where we like get everything explained to us is, of course, very essential if you need everything explained to you because mm-hmm. you're watching it for the first time. But now that we know, we've been noticing all of these things as we've been going yeah. through these episodes. So unfortunately, a little bit, I didn't tune out, but I, it's like it hits a 11 out of 10 moment. And then it does mm-hmm. kind of dip a little bit because it's just, and this is this, and this is this. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think that. that the one in, you know, playing defense of the, of the episode a little bit. Yeah. I think that it, it does the benefit of showing things we didn't see. Right. As opposed to just like re-showing things we did and highlighting how bad they were. I now Eleanor going through and verbally saying everything. That's what this one is here. She's explaining yeah. how like I'm being tortured because of this, and Jason is being tortured because yeah, of this. Yeah, I think and that's Tahani a little is being unnecessary tortured because of this. in the show. Well, it's necessary bit. on an initial viewing when mm-hmm. it's this big bombshell. You need it explained to you. It's like a Knives Out ending. Sure, um, but I've seen it before, and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the show's fault. It's yeah. just how I felt watching it this time. We get another, they mention something about love to cheat. He's like, please don't ask me that. He says, please <laughs> don't ask me that right now. Just the way he says all of those lines. Eleanor's like, well, in in Tahani's torture, because Chidi's not in love with her. And she's like, you're not in love with me. And he's like, please don't ask me that right now. <laughs> it's so funny. And everything Michael has done has made at least one of them miserable. Everything, whether it's being Michael's assistant, whether it's Tahani finding the rankings, whether mm-hmm. it's Chidi being told to throw away all of his work, or Jason having a cool... Having to- <laughs> His son, I had the perfect butthole and no dudes to share it with. And boy, <laughs> if that's not something we can all relate to in this day yeah. and age, nothing worse than having the perfect hole for buds and, and no, no dudes, and no dudes to, to slam in with. there. Mm-hmm. That's just a true, true pain. <laughs> Some of the jokes that they got through with that turn of phrase of butthole oh, so good. on a network sitcom are really funny and dirty. And then Jason, it's not the only time in the series, he has this moment where he's like, Oh, actually, Eleanor, when I first told you who I was, I said this whole thing was a prank show. It kind of is. And, and she's Eleanor's like, you know like, what? Good job, man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> he truly nailed it from the beginning. This is a really fun moment when real Eleanor barges through the door not knowing what's just gone on in the room because <laughs> she's like on a timer. She shows up to say, you know what, Chidi? Forget it. I love you. You and I should be together. You and me versus the world, baby. And, <laughs> and Michael just... You can stop, Vicky. They figured it out. (laughs) The show we talked about before The Good Place was Community. Mm -hmm. There's a side character on Community named Vicky who is harmless and who Steven goes on the record frequently as being vehemently against. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vicky versus Vicky. How you feeling? Where are we on the icky Vicky meter with Vicky from The Good Place? You know, here's the problem. Vicky from Community means nothing to me <laughs> you got really <laughs> angry about her whenever she showed up well yeah because 
sometimes an absence of feeling is worse than a negative feeling. True. You know? Sometimes a bad movie is more fun than a movie that you didn't really care about at all. And I'll say this Vicky, I think, goes a really, really funny place and has one of my favorite bits in the whole show, I think, next season. Yet to come. Yet to come. Okay. And I think it's so funny. And, like, every time I think about it, I laugh really, really hard. And so this Vicky gets more points from me, but she is an ickier Vicky. Right. She is a, a bad Vicky. Yeah. But she's a pretty good Vicky. But she's a pretty good Vicky. I like when she's like, I I practiced that speech for three hours. Eleanor, you suck. <laughs> she says, damn suck it, it, Eleanor. You are the You're worst. You're the worst. And you can all yeah. suck it. Suck it. <laughs> Love a good suck it when you can put it in After- there. After a second, we get uh, another Michael flashback, and it's our first peer into his world post-reveal. Um, he's explaining to, like, a board that includes people like Glenn and mm-hmm. includes Sean. And they say, I lis- listened to audio commentary for this episode, and they deliberately chose who is in that scene because they didn't want to risk the reveal getting leaked. Mm. So people – like, it works that it's people we've been seeing, but it was also people we've been seeing a lot because they were trusted. Yeah. Which makes sense. I like that. He's like, the afterlife can be more fun for us, not the people we're torturing. Who cares about those dummies? And just <laughs> this turn of Michael, who was so enthusiastic about humans, being equally as enthusiastic about what he's really there to do. Mm-hmm. It's He was always the character that he is. It wasn't like false enthusiasm. It's just yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's one of those guys ripping legs off of spiders just because. But he's still just as excited about it. Like, yes. A lot of what Michael said was so believable because there was truth behind it. When he's like, we don't normally get to be here for this stuff. Like, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. You know, it's it's that, all true. That's his plan. He wants to have the humans torture each other, which Sean says they've tried before in The Bad Place, but in a more traditional, literally have them hurt each other. Mm-hmm. But Michael wants them to torture each other without being aware uh, while they think they're in the good place and they're they're literally the perfect. And also on the audio commentary, they said that the board that Michael has with all of them connected is basically what their writer's room was. And this was That's kind really of an funny. homage to that because, of course, they had mapped out. Here's how all of these people are connected and how yeah. they could torture every other person. Uh, and that's what Michael had to do to make this plan. And it's really smart and a little meta in a way that I really like. Yeah, I like that too. We learned that our Janet is confirmed a good place Janet that was stolen from the good place. So it's nice to know. That, and they talked – sorry to bring it up so much all of a sudden. On the commentary too, they mentioned that it was important to them that in the ruse of the first season, there are some things that are real. Yeah. Like Janet. Janet is mm-hmm. real. Mindy St. Mindy Clair's Saint house is real. Is real. Um, but it fits without them knowing all the information until yeah. all of a sudden they do. Our Janet is good. We can trust her. Um, and in this flashback, this is where Sean says he's not certain about this idea. But since Michael is so sure that he can get them to torture each other for a thousand years, he's going to let him try. He wants to hear him out and mm-hmm. get it mapped out. And obviously that gets us to where we are now where he did try it out and it worked for a while. And now yeah. it's just a mess. <laughs> This is kind of grasping at straws, but do you think it makes sense for Michael to be so, yeah, let me explain to you every little detail just because he revels in it? Does that completely work for you or is it a little? Yeah, because I think Michael, as soon as Eleanor says, oh, this is the bad place, knows that he wants to reset them. Right. Immediately. That hasn't even like, he's like, all I got to do is get it approved. But he comes to that so quickly that I'm sure he. Like, let's have some fun with this. Yeah. 
or and, and he finally gets to talk about it because i'm sure it's been killing him to not be like ha 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 i'm evil well it's like coming back to the scene of the crime because you did such a good job committing the crime that you want to yeah, explain you want to how good of work. a job you did yeah that's true uh, so everyone else in the neighborhood is a demon, we learn, he tells them. And we see Michael's perspective of things like Bart and Nina torturing Chidi and Eleanor. It's really funny, them like laughing outside the door of, oh, maybe we'll swing with them. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, 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 get yeah. it together. That was fun. And cut to Michael remembering it and saying, that was really a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we learn some details that fill in how this went off the rails. Eleanor mm-hmm. confessing was never intended that was the yeah. catalyst she the expectation was eleanor is this vain awful person that will just always keep this to herself and it'll be a never-ending supply of torture but michael says he underestimated how effective chidi was in teaching her to be good and mm-hmm. she, he also underestimated that this janet would fall in love with jason and turn to the side of the humans <laughs> tony's like wait that's real he's like yeah <laughs> i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> now we start to learn Okay, now the question is, well, why are Tahani and Chidi in the bad place then? Mm-hmm. And Tahani, it's easy because Jason's like, yeah, aren't you in the good place? You saved like $1,000 for charity. And <laughs> Tahani can't be like, yeah, thank you. She has to be like, no, it was $60 billion, actually. Oh. And then she notices <laughs> what's wrong with that, which is a yeah. nice moment. And I like her line, my only real goal was to snog Ryan Gosling at the Met Ball, which, which I, I did. did. A few times, a few actually. Times. <laughs> And Chidi, yeah, he thinks he's here because he said almonds were bad for the environment, but he's used almond milk in his coffee. And Michael's so saying, no, dingus. <laughs> nice use of the word dingus. And Chidi comes to the realization with help, more help than anybody else needed, that <laughs> he tortured all of his friends, his loved ones, and himself in life uh, because of his inability to make decisions. And that's turned into his literal torture. Now I the, love the line where he's place. like, I missed my mom's back surgery mm-hmm. because I – promised my landlord's Landlord's nephew nephew that i'd help him figure out his new phone jesus (laughs) chidi we also learned that he was this in your episode that he was the closest to getting into the good place no they didn't say that in mine there's a little line where he says well chidi you were the closest to getting into the good place not close just the closest (laughs) and chidi's like well that doesn't help that makes me feel awful and mike's like oh good thank you i really (laughs) needed to hear that oh that's funny that that. wasn't in mine i like that one Eleanor thinks this is good because they proved that they would help each other. They proved Michael wrong, that that you think we're going to band against each other, but we become a team and we improve each other and we fight and we work together. And during that speech, she also learns that she might legit be into Tahani. (laughs) I get it. But it doesn't matter. The second biggest reveal, I think it's closer to as big of a reveal as the first one because it's a big moment, him saying, That's it. My big mistake was bringing you all together, having you be soulmates, living next to each other. Next time, I'll spread you out so it's more of a slow burn. He's going to erase their memories, and it'll all start over if Michael gets approval. So then again, in this show that's been episode after episode of Ticking Clock, it's like the ultimate ticking clock, because they've made a lot of progress here, and they need to move forward with, with what they've just learned. But they only have moments to minutes until they're not going to know any of it ever happened and start Mm -hmm. all the way back from square one so eleanor scrambles for a plan she asks everyone for help and everyone's just so flustered that they can't say anything did yours have that yes and she she says jason he's like what what's up no wait what's what's going on what's up (laughs) that was really funny 
Meanwhile, we cut to Sean and Michael talking. Michael's trying to talk Sean into approving another try. and But Sean feels like a real weenie. <laughs> and he reluctantly agrees, but says if it goes wrong again, Michael is done. So this next You're one done. better Your be Your ass one. is grass. Meanwhile, in the last seconds, Eleanor rips out a page of what we owe to each other and writes a secret note. We don't know what it is at this point. I like this. I like this. This scene is a smart. I like it a lot, too. And then they gave us more than I thought they did in this season finale of that storyline. Yeah. I thought maybe we didn't learn what the note said until the next episode. And I like where they leave it. I do, too. I think it's perfect. So Eleanor writes this note and asks Janet, as we've learned, you can't eat anything, right? Put this in your mouth. And Janet's like, okay. Okay. And one of the other best moments in the episode is Eleanor now. She's like, and it's cute because we know that the no is fine, cheaty. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Eleanor is really confident and talking shit to Michael. Like, do your worst. Yeah. We've got this covered. And it's because she knows that if she knows to find cheaty, everything will be okay. Yeah, which and is so sweet. Oh, so sweet. I but it's this that. really funny moment of her saying, You know what, bro? Do your worst. We figured it out once. We can do it again. Because you know what, Michael? Yeah, they say. It's so freaking good. good. And we go right back into the iconic opening of the show. And it's so good that they pulled off how the show started so well. Yeah. That now this just sickening feeling this time you get of Eleanor calmly waking up, Michael leading her into his office and saying mm-hmm. calmly, you died, and her saying, cool. Cool. How how now it's the same exact thing, but the feeling is just so insidious. Well, and they still have that very soft lighting filter on it, and the music's very, like, calm and happy. But, like, now we know that everyone at that meeting, everyone walking around is a demon, and even little details like this time, let's go with everything is great because maybe everything yeah. is fine makes them think was something not fine. So uh-huh. we've tweaked it a little bit to there's, make it even better. There's pizza in the background now instead of frozen mm-hmm. yogurt. Mm-hmm. Which I would much rather have all the pizza oh, yeah. than all the frozen yogurt. Pizza but you up. know what's all probably like okay pizza? Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> So we get a redo also of the neighborhood orientation, Michael's video, and then a cut to her seeing her house again and seeing the real Eleanor's memories again. This time it's a trip to Kazakhstan, changing Mm -hmm. little things. And she meets her new soulmate, which is the first big change. It's not Cheaty. It's Chris Baker, a mailman from Teaneck. Is that what it was? Teaneck, New Jersey. Teaneck, New Jersey. He's a mailman. And, of course, because Eleanor can't not blurt something out, she goes right to, hey, I can trust you, right? I can tell you my situation. (laughs) But this is a fake, a demon placed in this role. Yeah. So he knows, nope, can't do that for a long, long time. I got to go work out real fast. He's like, that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay jacked. It's who he is. (laughs) After he heads out, we get the end of the episode, this epic ending to an episode. You're right, where you think the reveal comes like much later in the episode, Mm -hmm. but it just keeps coming after that in the best place way. Janet's green outfit. Yeah. She looks very good. Mm -hmm. Love me some Janet. Love Janet. Janet shows up and pops up, and it's so funny. Because if you put yourself in Eleanor's head, she doesn't know what Janet is. No. She doesn't know any of this. So when Janet pops up and says, I think this is yours, after I was rebooted, I found it in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor just says, Mount times I've woken up and said that. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
And she opens the note. We see what it says. It's so sweet. Eleanor, find Chidi. It's in her own handwriting. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is Eleanor we're dealing with back to square one. So yeah. she's like, what the fork is a Chidi? Wait, why can't I say fork? And that's a wrap on the and first season of The Good Place. Let's so unpack good. this. It's such a fun episode that it really feels like the best sequence of a whodunit mystery. Yeah. Because you get that adrenaline pumping. Oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. And how did I not put that together? And to be able to do that in a sitcom is so, so rare and so special. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so... As I'm Watching, I never had the thought, well, how long can they keep this up? But now that they have the reveal, I'm like, oh, that's so smart because how long could you have kept, you know, like you said, it would have been a very different show. And I think that this sets them up for even more unexpected twists and turns and and just such creative ways keeping it going. But the show wouldn't be as amazing as it is if it weren't for this episode. I mean, this is such a catalyst for showing, hey, everything that you can conceive as possible, throw it out the window. Like it's nothing's off limits and i think that's such a brave thing for a show to do in its first season and to pull it off so well such a great example of a creator who had built a lot of goodwill especially at nbc who -hmm. comes in with this idea and he's like i can see this so clearly i know where this is leading you just kind of have to go with me on this it's not what it seems and it's going to blow up, and it does, and it's done successfully because it's a situation where a creator was trusted to put his vision on television. And th- that happened on a sitcom on NBC <laughs> in a world full of network executives that would be like, well, I don't know about a show about death. That might be mm-hmm. a little too sad, let alone the I don't know about blowing up the concept of your show at the end of the first season. Yeah. Because you mentioned how the end of this first season opens it up so much, but on mm-hmm. the other hand... When you watch it the first time, I remember, and you're supposed to, just like how I was frustrated with the cyclical nature of this season when it first came out, I was so frustrated with the idea that we have to do that all again. Mm -hmm. They're starting from the beginning again to the point where at the time I was like angry at the show for doing that (laughs) to me. But now I can see that it's just me falling hook, line, and sinker for this world, for this these characters for these we feel exactly the way they wanted us to and that's a sign of a great media and then the second season sure the the basis is we're gonna do this all again but that's just the beginning of the huge Mm -hmm. universe that is season two of the good place probably my favorite season of the show i think the first season might be kind of closer to it now after watching it through again and the thing is i still think that season four is is still phenomenal as well season three is great too i mean it's just they're different types of things going on but i season two is pretty high up for me in just seasons of television in general yeah sure especially of a comedy of a network comedy i I keep saying network comedy because of how crazy it is when something singular comes out Mm -hmm. as a sitcom especially now that a show like the good place today would have absolutely gone to streaming yeah and it wouldn't have been quite the same experience they wouldn't have had the budget and resources they might not have gotten the full four seasons by the end Mm -hmm. of it and i don't think the show would have been as tight either because when you're putting out a show on a network you have to be as long as you want it to be Mm -hmm. that's which sometimes doesn't help a comedy absolutely 
Yeah, I'm so impressed with this show. I am so glad that this is the show that was, if people don't know, it was voted by listeners of our last podcast to give us this show. And boy, am I as jazzed up about talking about The Good Place as I've been about anything we've talked about. Yeah, this is great. Well, let's get into some closing segments. No Chidi's philosophy class because everything is blown. There's it, that's all thrown out the window now. Yeah. Not that we might not have it in the future, but this is a different thing all of a sudden. Let's do our good place, bad place. Let's do it. I'll start with my bad place. And can it go to anyone other than Michael? Do you have an argument for something other no, than Michael? No, it's got to be Michael. It's kind of almost so obvious that it's the boring choice, but... But it's the right one. That evil laugh. He's where he belongs in the baddest bad thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you kind of get this. Oh, I know why Ted Danson agreed to do this show because mm-hmm. he gets to play such a fun, two-faced character. Yeah, and he's such a friendly, lovable, trustworthy spirit just by looking at him and how he talks and how he presents himself. For him to get to totally turn that around must have been so much fun. So fun. So Bad Place Michael. Anything else to add to Bad Place Michael? Ted Danson, one of the... I mean, just spine-chilling, that switch, and visually, audibly, and it could have been so corny and poorly done by a much worse actor, and I feel Mm -hmm. like... He's just perfect for that role. I can't imagine anyone else doing that role that way. Like, I think this is for someone who has had such a successful career in different mediums. This is such a shining opportunity for him to show how talented he is. And it's great. So good. Let's move on to The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tough because one of the points of this episode is that we realize how unlikable all of these people are and how yeah. none of them belong to the good place. So I'm kind of torn and I don't like to give it out to two people. I like to give out my point. I was Next week we're going to do a season roundtable, uh, talk about the season as a whole before we move mm-hmm. on to season two. And I think I'm going to tally up the points. And when you give them to two people, I think that's going to be half a point for each person. Wow. And we'll see who has the most points at the end. I feel like wow. that's fair. Because it would give you more points in total if you got a full point for each person. Well, sure. But it's the who's who's the most good. Zach. So for my good place, I'm in between Eleanor for figuring it out. But does she really do anything good other than being a good detective in this I, episode? I will say I chose Eleanor as well. Go ahead. Give and me I your think explanation. That she does deserve it, it because Eleanor is the one who gets them at least somewhere new when everyone's fighting over yeah. going. And the whole time, Eleanor never once fought for herself to stay in the good place. That's everyone true. else did. That's and very she true. was willing to go from the beginning. She was like, I'm going when she made the discovery. She's like, OK, she and I'll go at the risk that they could be sent instantaneously true. to the bad place. Very true. She also then gives them a way to reconnect to each other when they reset. When she finds it out and no one else has a plan, she's like, okay, I'm going to step up. I've got a plan to at least get Chidi and I back together because this was the catalyst that set off us finding each other. So I think Eleanor is very deserving of the good place spot this week. Honorable mention to Janet. Actually, but you've won me over. I'm going to go with Eleanor because you're right. She is no longer in any way selfish. Mm -hmm. She's doing everything for the group. And if that means she has to be tortured, that's it. My second thought was Jason, because we learn in this episode that he's not really hurting anybody. No, he's fostering love in a home. But that was kind of like me stretching for one. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you on the Eleanor train. Yeah. 
And I think that's it. I think we've done it. I think we've recapped the season finale of The Good Place. We I sure think it was really have. fun. And we're going to keep on chugging along by next week. We'll return with our first season roundtable where we'll be talking about the best episodes and worst episodes of the first season, in our opinion, and kind of wrapping up this bow of the puzzle that is season one uh, before we move on to the expansive season two the week after. So we'll be back for that. It'll be a lot of fun. If you want more of us, you can support us at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. You can listen to every episode of Brokeback Bebop, which is coming out as a free podcast on 420. Also on 420, our new Patreon patreon weekly podcast exclusive to the patreon the basement which will be covering that 70s show begins really excited about that and all kinds of other stuff like this podcast a week early every week our live stream pre-show we record every week before we do this podcast and coming up soon a super special very spicy event for our 100th mm. edition of you can't disappear show over on the so patreon spicy in some ways it's going to be like the most ambitious thing we've done it is. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, taking inspiration from, from the show that we're talking about right now. We're going to take a leap of faith. We're going to mm. do something, something bold, something beautiful, something raw, something uncut, something unclean. Just... I'm going to cut you off there. Well, write us in if you'd like to be a part of these future episodes <laughs> to timeknifepod at gmail.com and send us in your trivia and your good place, bad place decisions for every episode in season two. And just your thoughts, just your concerns, your your questions, your input. If you're listening to this show, send us in an email. You've listened to a full season of us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Similarly, review us. Rate and review us. Let us know how you think that way. If we get an entertaining enough review on any of the platforms, we'll, we'll read it out on the show. Yeah, we will. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, send us in your, your reactions. Did you see this coming? How did you feel when you first felt this episode for the first time? Come tell us on Twitter or, and how or do on you Instagram. Feel revisiting yeah. it. How do you feel seeing it a second time, third time, however many times it is for you? Come get in on the action on Twitter and Instagram over at TimeKnifePod. You can also see the video accompaniment of hey. this podcast over on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, search for the name of the show and you'll find us, along with videos for... All of our other episodes of this show and some other stuff that we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's been a pleasure doing this with you, my friend. I can't wait to move onward with the show, onward with this podcasting empire we've carved out for ourselves. <laughs> and I'm really thankful for everyone that's, that's joined us along this journey. And I hope you tell a couple friends that like The Good Place to rewatch it with us. Yeah. Steven, why don't you get us on out of here? From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Nice. Nice.